Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Doesn't it seem like everybody and the mother has a podcast? Oh, oh, so I started a podcast with my mom. We wanted a theme song so you could sing along. The show, it starts now. Hi. Good to oh, see you. Good to see you. You look so festive with your virtual background and your um, tie dye. I love this. Tell me about. Uh, tell me about uh, how you're feeling. Um, I'm feeling good. Um, I'm I'm fine. Um, I thought it might be a little busy, and then I thought, oh well. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. It's funny because I'm wearing like muted colors, but my background is like my office, my studio. So there's a lot going on. So it's like, wow, you're so, there's so much going on here. Meanwhile, it's like a lot's going on back there also. It doesn't look like a lot going, going on back there. It, there's a lot of things of interest to look at, yeah. but it's so neat. I mean, your space is so neat that people are going to think it's a virtual background because nobody's room looks like that. These are a few of my favorite well, except things. for maybe your uncle Michael's. There's a couple right? audio files, musicians. I mean, we, I know people who, but it's, look at that. There's and then I have this like chaotic painting. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, there's a, there's a, a balance to it. It's funny. Cause there's like, um, for the eagle eyed musician, they'll find some, they'll spot some really cool, some cool things that took a lifetime to collect up here. Um, I will show you while we're here and I have it set up, um, my theremin. Your theremin. And the theremin, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar is an instrument. It's actually the first electronic instrument predates the guitar, predates the synthesizer. And the closer you get to this bar right here, the higher the pitch goes. It's actually the story of Leo Terman, Dr. Terman, uh, this Russian scientist is like fascinating. I'm shocked no one's made a film about it yet. Uh, they made a documentary. <laughs> There's a documentary, but I feel like it would be this incredible fictionalized story. The, the short of it is he invented this thing because he's a mad genius. And he had a young lady who at the time was like 16 years old, become the like preeminent performer, uh, Clara, I want to say Rockmore. Uh, and she and he fell in love. Hmm. And the instrument became like all the rage in, in the world. It's like mad scientists out of Russia created this thing. And the KGB didn't like that. So they, they disappeared him. One day he just vanished. Gone. No one knew where he was world famous inventor gone the end never heard from again no like 25 years later they decided he's been in wherever long enough and just let him out as an old man uh, uh, and in this documentary he re they reintroduce him and this woman who he had this affair with but they're both you know older people much older much older people and it's just like devastating i mean it's like 
they meet and it's this amazing like re- reunion, but also I think 40, 30 years have passed in between oh. Oh. those lives. And he says like that time of his life must be a dream. Like as far as he's concerned, it wasn't a real part of his existence. It was this like fantasy thing. Very, very sad. Um, but also it's what happened. And, uh, and he left us with this incredible instrument that became like the engineering foundation for what later became the Moog synthesizers and electric guitars and all these things in the late fifties and sixties that, uh, just made music happen. So this one's, a, this one, this one has a little bit of pitch correction. It helps us non-master theremin think it will be before uh they we get to the point where you and i can zoom and you can have a theremin on your desk and i can play it by some interface on my i don't know whatever that's already that's already here there are some collaborative musician tools that allow would allow you and i to like make a track produce instruments produce song using like from across the globe in real time and both be looking at the same file session that's already here. And so if we're looking at the same file session, being able to control what your instrument is over there with some sort of controller device I have over here is, is very much um, present day. Okay. So are we done now? Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Just too much. Well, I, I, this is funny because I've been, I've been, receding into sort of 80s movies a little bit as a response to just sort of the general feelings I've had during the day and, and you know, work's going well, but it's, and it's intense. So um, we've been watching. Austin like, Powers? Uh, we Austin? did watch Austin Powers. That was a little, that was a 90s or early thousands movie. Jeez. I'm oh, who can there. remember what decade anything is anymore? No, but we watched, um, two nights in a row, um, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, uh, and then the next night, uh, E.T. So both uh, 80s and 90s, um, but sort of- the Very, st- very good. I thought you were going to say Terminator 2, Judgment Day, um, which is coming up in next Sunday. And I thought you were going to- <laughs> well, how, do you know, how do you know when Judgment Day is? <laughs> So T2 it is, it is next Sunday. How do you well, know this? T2 is my number, probably my number, my number one favorite movie, unless I'm forgetting something at the moment. And then at some point I watched the first Terminator movie and it was like so serene and gentle yeah. and not hoppy and doesn't have all this stuff in it. It's just linear yeah. and simplistic and it's it's a very linear time travel. It doesn't matter movie. if it's the best movie or not, but it's such a nice companion to T2 and what they did. And Arnold, Arnold is so good. And Linda, oh my goodness, Hamilton. And I was also inspired because she was in the cell. I'm not giving anything away. If you haven't no. seen C2, you need that's to on, go right now. That's on you. Yeah. Watch it. You know, this is like. <laughs> Come on. And she's exercising on the floor and on the bed. And, and that's when I said, oh, wait, I have like no excuse. <laughs> I just well, loved that. 
And Edward Furlong was the son. Yeah, and we watched actually the extended edition. I guess it's either extended or potentially director's cut. And I cannot advise people watch this cut. I would suggest if you are didn't a fan. Didn't they change something with the guy at the end? They didn't the change anything. The they didn't change anything that would change. They didn't change anything, but there are additional scenes and many scenes that we know and love that are just longer by 30 seconds or two minutes, just enough to throw you off. Like, <laughs> have, I, have I heard that before? I, mean, I don't remember hearing that. It's a very sort of, and the scenes that they cut out is actually like a bit of a masterclass in editing because this, they, the, the stuff they cut out, they should not cut out from what the I original theatrical release came out. We all know it and love it. And then at some point in the last 20 something years, the director's cut had an additional scene that had been cut out scenes, like an additional 30 minutes. Like it's peppered throughout the movie. So it's not like this, these, this one scene where like, Oh, that, that one scene was yeah. cut. It's like little shaving bits of uh, fat off of, off of the, the scene. So it's just enough to keep me on my toes and be like, oh, I don't think I know that line. But the stuff they cut <laughs> out, line. it's the stuff they cut out uh, was correct. And it's largely Edward Furlong extended scenes. He's, I love that movie. And I loved him in that movie. I loved him in the cut of that movie. In the extended edition, you can tell that he's like not that great. And there are scenes where it's super awkward and they cut them out for good reason. So watch that one. Can't really recommend it, but if you're a super fan to watch it. But I, I have to go back. I, so I don't think I could have quoted exactly when, when Judgment Day in the film is supposed to be until this last viewing. Um, and the reason that it stood out to me is because it was my girlfriend's first time seeing the film and Judgment Day falls on her birthday. And I did not know that until we heard Linda Hamilton give the voiceover of it. And we both just looked at each other. And uh, and that was weird. And then is she really looking forward to her birthday this year. It's well, judgment Judgment Day. It's okay. Judgment Day, where where the nuclear holocaust happens, isn't until 2028, which in the 90s seemed like really far away. But 2028 is like not that long from now. And really, we have other things to think about. Um, and the next night we watched E.T., The Extraterrestrial, which if you've not seen E.T. in the last five years, let alone 30 years, please do, do yourselves and your loved ones a favor, a favor and wa- watch it. It's just everything you remember and more. Uh, it gives, I find new things in it every time I see it. That's such a precious film. What do you, because there's certain scenes that come to my mind instantly, like it's Halloween and and the little ghost falls over. And then there's somebody playing in the closet with this hat and a flower pot. And it's like- There was a scene in the beginning. Excuse me, it's a perfect film because uh, like, uh, like maybe all perfect films, it's a love story. Yeah, uh, yes. Well, it's a story of belonging. And I think that the parts of it around belonging weren't as obvious until more, more recent viewing. So I will say that there, I was a kid when it came out, someone we knew had a bootleg copy. So for those of us who are listening who are under a certain age, not only were things not re-ran on TV, you didn't see them in the theater, like you just never saw them, but then things would come out in video, but there'd be this big gap. It wasn't these three month windows where you had to wait or two weeks or same day and date. It was like months and months and months. So ET was a cultural phenomenon and then it left the theater and you had no way to see it until it came out in video. And so bootlegs were made. People would either pay a projectionist friend to like sneak next to them or they sneaked a big ass camera into the theater. 
so we got our hands on one of them and I was probably five or six years old, five years old. And, and the neighbor and I used to watch the movie and dare each other to and keep how, our, old were, how old were you when E.T. came out? Five, six. Oh, this is soon after. Okay. It was in the theater. I was too young to see it in the theater. And then everyone was talking about it. And then a, a bootleg fell into our hands. And we used to dare each other to keep our eyes open during the scene when E.T. and Elliot first met each other in the cornfields. Because it's terrifying. E.T., the first 20 minutes of E.T. is a horror movie. I'm trying to think of the opening and all I can see is Close Encounters when the he's in the, Dreyfus is in the car and he's waiting for the light and the, the train track lights, everything goes mad and crazy. When yeah. you said that, that's all I can see and that's a different movie. Well, you know, there's a, there's a, they're related. Yeah, Spielberg. Well, Spielberg was making, he was trying to make an E.T. type thing and wrote this story and realized it was an adult movie. And then took the kid ideas separately. And uh, Melissa Matheson, he said, if you can write a story where people laugh and cry, you'll have a hit. And here's like the scraps from Close Encounter. And she came back with uh, E.T. I think I have that right. Thank you for reminding me that. So we used okay. to dare each other to watch the scene because it's super scary. <clears throat> so it is a scary movie in the beginning. And then... Excuse me, are there dogs and men's, men with lanterns running There are men the with walkie-talkies and keys. A lot of key jingling. And this is where and it gets dogs. super... There's a dog. There's dogs in there. Aren't there, there was dogs? not a dog. I haven't seen it for a long time. There's a family dog. But this is kind of the point I'm taking too long to get to. The villain in the movie E.T. <coughs> the um, the villains in the movie E.T. The antagonists are the government and scientists. <coughs> and mm-hmm. E.T. Um, wait. All, not all the scientists. One of the scientists is a helper. At the end, we find out he's there to help. And obviously this couldn't have gone any other way because E.T. is not healthy and he has to leave. So we're, we're here to help. But in the beginning, E.T. is with his, his pod. They land. Remember what they're here for? I'm taking way too much time on this, but they I love it. Samples. So they're just collecting plants. Plant samples. It's an anti-colonial. Sure, I remember. It's an anti-colonial message. There's nothing about E.T., that follows any tropes of any other invasion movies. The aliens are gonna come here, they wanna meet us, they wanna talk to us, they wanna destroy us, take our resources. They're on a fact-finding mission. You think about the colonial, uh, anti-colonial elements of E.T. and they were here to collect plants and then he got lost and the bad guys, quote, were like just scientists who wanted to know what happened with this landing. But that perhaps was because it, it was, she wrote it so beautifully, it was this experience through the eyes of a child right. or a young extraterrestrial. That's right. Everything shot low. It was lost in, yeah. and it wasn't his home planet, hit their home, their home planet. Yeah. And they were scared. So we were seeing it through E.T.'s eyes. We were. He scared. Well, Elliot's eyes. Well, yeah, but it's written through E.T.'s eyes that, Yes. That's what I'm seeing. This is what I'm saying. I watched it this time. That's why they were simpatico and connected. Well, they, they shared I mean, the experience, literally. And that was probably the, that's probably my answer to the thing that stuck out the most. When he, when they met each other in the cornfield. <laughs> yeah. E.T. throws the ball back. Elliot sees it. The next night they see each other in the cornfield. When he first realizes that E.T. is there, Elliot's face changes and the connection happens at first moment. Right there. Meet. I, I never know. realized that. I thought it took a couple of days. So the next morning he wakes up, it's not because he feels like finding E.T. He has to find E.T. 
he's just like newly empowered to only be able to do that. And it's a story about like a love story. The perfect dad story. wasn't in the picture. What? Dad wasn't in the picture. He was in Mexico with his new girlfriend. There weren't a lot of divorce stories in early eighties like that. The kids had no family unit. He was searching to be known. What kids had no family unit? There were three kids and their mother. Right. Talking about where the father is. And he was in well, that Mexico. Was family unit was their mother and the three kids. Was a new family unit. These kids were getting used to a father not being around who had been around and t- took them places all the time up until very recently. Okay. Interestingly, I don't remember I just, that. I, I didn't remember that either. And I'm watching this. And I'm like, oh, it shit. It really play for me. And at the risk of taking too much time for E.T., I, I want to say that the music, as soon as the songs, the score started, I instantly sunk into my seat and felt relaxed and excited. And all these like sensory things came back because that, that music was a big part of our household growing up. My dad would and you would play these the songs. We had a, we had the double record, the LP of the soundtrack by John Williams. John Williams. I maintain that John Williams might be the person who's positively touched the most amount of people in the history of time. His songs. So, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just excited. Sorry. Please continue. Just that his songs are in mo- many of the most famous movies of all time. And so all the energy and feelings and excitement people have with their favorite movies, they, like me, transfer that love and feeling onto the music. So when you hear it, it brings us back to this place. And it was done in a time where monoculture was a thing and a movie could dominate everything. So I maintain that Williams might be the most positive impact on global culture as a Westerner that, um, that I can think of, which I, I, just, I just like. And also Spielberg? I would, I would argue that the songs from Spielberg movies go beyond the passion for Spielberg movies. No, no, no. I'm, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying, if John Williams, and I'm likely to agree with what you said, has, has a high ranking, how did you explain it? The most oh, sure. The most like, positive people. impact. Yeah. Spielberg yes, has also had the most effect on people yeah. through his films. And so I'm listening to this music and I'm like, touched by it, moved by it. And I'm remembering being six, seven years old at home and talking about like music motifs. My dad's saying, can you pick out that instrument? And, you know, how does that get to here? And what time signature is this? Like a music education through the songs of ET. And then I realized that I have your speakers. So I'm yeah. listening to this music that I have this experience from 35, 40 years ago on the same exact what did I think when I was pregnant with you. So it was like listening to the music literally the same way that I listened to the music so oh, long ago. Oh, very cool. So, yeah. so um I'm reaching back. I don't remember now which the films were, but it was ET. There were three. Superman? There were mm-hmm, three mm-hmm. films, E.T., Superman, and Lost Raiders of the Lost Army. Yeah, that's right. That the themes by John, or all by John Williams, I remember that. And I knew that they were different, but I couldn't quite remember. It was like I was checking house keys today, and I knew that the two, this key one and key two were not the same, the same house key, but I couldn't quite see why. My brain mm. was, but I... So those three, those three um, songs, scores. score, the three scores 
I knew that they were different. But when I would hear one, I'd have to think, which one is that? Meanwhile, you were like six years old and David was eight. And David also could hum the beginning of two different scores and he made it sound different. And I was like, how did they hear that? Well, dad was teaching us. Or your um, father would, yeah. would, would, would sing or play the, this or play it on the keyboard or the piano or actually play the, the song, the music recorded music and he would say what's the movie and you two always got them right and they to me sound i know they're different i know they're unique <laughs> but the theme but i couldn't i couldn't do that i, I still don't i probably he used to challenge us he used to challenge us to be, go beyond that and would say like hum for me the verse main theme of <laughs> superman and then when it goes into the sort of bridge chorus of superman switch to indiana jones and so we'd hum <laughs> these things and do like these like vocal mixtapes. Don't all kids learn that at home from their father? <laughs> and then all and, then, and we're watching ET and and the, the first time I start crying, I paused it because I wanted to see how long it took them to get me there. Was it when they put him in the chute to take him to the to check him out when he doesn't feel well? Mm, when, when he plant, was when the plant wilts. Oh, by that time. Tissues don't even, you, you stop. <laughs> by, 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 that point, by that point in the movie, you just let it, just let it happen and just finish it later. I'm talking about the first time. It was, it was oh, 30. The kids fly on bicycles. <laughs> that definitely did it too. That's, that's, that's actually like 12 minutes to that before the end of the movie. The pacing of this oh, movie. Right. I'm out of No, no, that, that was a discovery rewatching this. So the I'm movie. I'm trying to think if, is it one that he kisses a little girl at school? That is really sweet. <laughs> um, played by Erica Aliniak. We're watching that. And then my that. girlfriend goes, is that, is that little girl someone? I go, yeah, it's Erica Aliniak. You might know her from Under Siege uh, or from Rattled Off a Couple Movies. And she's like, no, how do you know that? I'm like, I don't know. But the person who grabs them and pulls them apart is an uncredited Harrison Ford. The teacher? Principal. The principal is Harrison Ford. You know, I have to watch this movie now. I have to go. <laughs> Hit me up later. And the last obnoxious <laughs> fact is, I think the entire story takes place over five days. It's quick. You really know your movies. Well, That's I just watched really, it. Really interesting. I'm very excited about that. So it's, <laughs> oh, wow. That's amazing. Um, Harrison Ford. What were they like testing out how they would do for future films? It was after um, the three original Star Wars. So it was, it was? A, a little nod. And there's like four Star Wars references in E.T. just because it was of the moment. And oh, it's cool. I definitely I have to watch that. I didn't mean to make this whole episode about E.T., but I just am well, so excited fun. by it. I liked it. And when I think about like the other topics that I've gotten down, you know, wormholes in, this is this is an OK one. Yes. And you're enthusiastic and you're happy. And oh, my goodness, it's so it's you know, it's really nice to to feel happy. Do you want to watch it on your own this week and then next week's show? We can we can talk about it again. <laughs> you think that would go over well? I don't care. <laughs> OK, sure. So you told you told us to you know, we were watching the. um Oh, I didn't know the name of this. Um, we were watching a, a show that abruptly ended after season three. Oh, you're and watching um, Kaminsky Method. I want to say Kaminsky, but I couldn't come up with Kaminsky Method. And it's really, really good. And we're, you know, we're, we're behind. So we sometimes watch things that like came out eight years ago. 
and there there's a lot of episodes anyway we're, we're watching that and and then it ended and usually when the show ends joel says you want to watch another one and then we decide so it ended and he said wait where where's the next one now i don't know if it's a recent show and there are you more. ran out of episodes and didn't know the finale was coming up it was three seasons. I don't know if it's is. Are oh, there more I hate shows? That feeling. Oh, are there more shows? And I, I was watch it. for Lauren. I was like, the the daughter just. Well, I'm not going to say because they. It was so much in the middle of stuff, and that was the end, just like real life. And it, you you told um you told me to watch uh, White Lotus. Oh no! What's the matter? There will not be a there will not be a fourth season. Yeah, I thought it was the end of the show. So you told us to watch White Lotus, and I put it on the calendar for last Sunday night. Wait, what day is this? Sunday. I put it on the calendar for Sunday night. And uh, sometimes I, we have a Joe and I have a joint calendar so that we can see, you know, what people already have planned. I have a joint calendar also, but I think it's a different thing entirely. <laughs> I'm sure. So we have. I didn't. I don't know which calendar. I put it on just on my calendar. And I was going to surprise him after dinner and like turn on this thing and say, oh, look, here's a new series for us to watch Rick recommends it. So we sat down and he turned on the TV and I said, what are you doing? He said, oh, Nora said we have to watch White Lotus. I was like, oh, that was my surprise for tonight. Uh, <laughs> him like just that morning. And I did. I, if you want to, if you want to keep it clean, I did tell you both about it days before that, so it's no, all good. I'm there. not. I'm not surprised. <laughs> oh, no, no, did you, you start did. it? Wait, I know you did. That's why I put it on my calendar for some. Oh, of course. But I didn't tell him. We started it. Oh my! I watch it cringing through my fingers, <laughs> and I and yet Joel says, "You want to watch another one?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> only, there are um, only six of them. I I read what. There's only six of them. I don't answer this question, okay? Okay. I want don't answer this question. I promise I won't I answer. I want to know if we find out at the end what happened, and and the whole show is about what are they going to tell us? What is this the scene? Oh my God, they're in the water. Is it going to be now? It's like I know it's, it's very tense. Yeah, and it's so outrageous. It is so funny and so outrageous. What a wacky family oh um, my goodness. they're all wacky and there's only six well we're on and there will be a season two of this show though so if you, oh, you oh so it still won't tell me what happened this is it, it's really i don't want to i'm not i'm not a i'm not a spoiler i'm not telling person. anybody anything i'm just saying it's like what happened oh um, well, I think we should call it. I think you should go watch E.T. And next time we talk on the podcast, we should talk about E.T. And maybe you'll have finished um, White Lotus by then. I'm totally down with our, our interruption of <laughs> quarantine talk and vaccine talk and mask talk and missing David talk to talk about <laughs> film talk. And so I'm in favor of this. I really appreciate this. I feel good. I'm put my notes away and use them next time. Oh, good. All right. Any questions? Yeah. This was you did you made it easy on me. Um, my girlfriend did did get a, a um, everybody and their mother has a podcast T-shirt, which is very cool. This to see, she just texted me while we were. She just texted you just now. 
about 10 minutes ago. It reminds me of who was that? Um, Unbelievable. I hate when I pull for names. The- so she gave me the space so we could podcast and quiet. And then she left and texted you. <laughs> doesn't make any sense at all. Hadid, Hadid. What was the architect who passed away? The woman, Hadid. The most amazing architect. She designed stuff 35 years ago that couldn't be built. because the Zaha Hadid. I did not know her name. Zaha Hadid. She could... The, the, we did not have the physical ability to build the buildings. And then like 35 years later, she put some of that into her buildings. She's done um, um, brand, name, brand name buildings all across the world. And she was giving a lecture on her architecture one time. Um, and she, her girl, a friend of hers was in the audience, <clears throat> pardon me, and her friend was in the audience and the friend's phone was off, but it vibrated. And she picked it up and she looked up while she was lecturing on like on structural analysis of different metals and angles. And, and she's looking at the audience. She's like this, she's texting her girlfriend in the, in the, in the seat, like about something, do you want to go to dinner or something? I mean, it's amazing. Anyway, I was Multiple a, tracks. I'm a big fan. What? Multiple tracks. Multiple tracks. I mean, so I saw this merch. If you uh, are enjoying the show, please get some. It says "Call Your Mother," which is cool. Uh, if you subscribed, thank you. If you haven't, smash that button now. It's a little thing, a little stuff. You know what to do. Um, I love you. Tell them to see you, us. You tell on, them. I am. Tell them to see us on YouTube. It's much more full and interesting. And <clears throat> pardon me, you know, if we do something that looks. Well, you know how to do it. You just make fun of people if you want to, but it'll give, it'll, it'll in, envelop your, your thoughts and it's, it's fun. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> links are in bio, follow us on social. We're around. Uh, I love you. YouTube and look up everybody and their mother has a podcast. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. Don't forget to call your mother. Doesn't it <laughs> So you can sing along